Say one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. You're listening to Song and Story, conversations with songwriters about their songs. You can support this project on Patreon, and you can learn more at songandstorypodcast.com. If you've listened to every episode of this podcast, then you know that we don't just talk about the lyrical themes of the featured songs. We also explore production decisions, how the music itself enhances and sonically elaborates on the lyrical themes and stories within a song. Well, the song we're about to hear is perfect for exploring this concept more in depth. The lyrics are almost minimalistic. There are just enough words to paint a vivid scene, to set the stage. And then the music takes over, expounding upon the central theme and communicating the actions and emotions of the main character through layers of sound, rhythm, and texture. This song is from the band Year of the Buffalo. They're a collaborative duo in the purest sense of the word. One writes the lyrics, the other composes the music. They're from my hometown of Dayton, Ohio, but hometown pride has nothing to do with their appearance on this podcast. Like all the artists I've featured so far, I wanted to discuss their song and their story because I appreciate their art and I admire their artistry. And I had a blast talking with them. I feel like we're just all on the same computer. I feel like we're all at the library on the same computer. But I'm upstairs. And you guys are downstairs. We we don't even realize that we're all there together. We don't. What's everyone drinking? A little something. Bye. <laughs> I got Guinness. I, I can't even talk. I have got Guinness. <laughs> it's... <laughs> How many Guinness did you got? <laughs> this is my first one. I'm just really enjoying it. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. I need to do this before I forget. I don't care which of you wants to say it or if both of you want to say it. Like, I am Jake. I am Dan. We are Year of the Buffalo. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it at the same time. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna see how just in sync we are. Okay. It's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> He's like my JC Chazé and I'm his <laughs> Lance Bass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joey Fatone. Yeah. <laughs> but those are everyone's favorite in sync members right there. Uh, for sure. I'm here, I'm ready, I practice. Okay. <laughs> give give us a go. Give us a pass. Hey, this is Jake Trigo and Dan Sievers from Year of the Buffalo. This song is off our 2014 album, Rome Free. It's called Leo. Nailed it. This lion cage is growing smaller every day 
And I'm called for so much more than tricks on a stage My tired bones, they are filled with a quiet rage These bars are my home They've called my name from far and wide since I was young They lined for miles and miles to see what I have done I soon betrayed the moon for the rising sun These bars are not my home They're not
you know, my three-year-old now, we don't play any kids' music in the car. She listens to, like, Springsteen and U2 and, <laughs> and You're the Buffalo. Since I got the CD at your guys' show here in uh, in Dayton a couple weeks ago, um, you know, that's I've been playing that one. And every time Leo ends, she said, Dad, I want that one again. I said, you want that one again? She calls it the drum song. Play the yeah. drum song. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> it's fitting for all ages. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. It is cool to, like... It is cool to hear, you know, stories like that too, where, where I, I just had, you know, a, f- a friend text me the other day and she's like, every time my kids are, you know, fussy in the car, I put on your album and they're just, they're chill and they go right to sleep. I don't know if that means they think it's good or it's bad, but, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you, you hear stories from so many different ages and demographics and, and how people respond to this music. And, and, and Dan and I will tell you from the very beginning, we, we are overwhelmed with how people have been so supportive of us, whether it's family, friends, complete strangers. Um, just, you know, no one's really had a, a, an unkind word to say. Well, they they at least haven't said it to us personally. Which, right. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm sure there's got to be somebody out there just like, what is what is this crap? Right. You yeah. Know? yeah. Which is okay. Um, because I don't think any a single band appeals to everybody you know um but for the ones who who do give the positive feedback it's unreal like i i don't even know if i can really explain that feeling you know yeah. and and then to hear interpretations from from the listeners that's that's so cool yeah looking at the credits on all the songs for most of them pretty much all of them it says music Dan Seavers, lyrics, Jake Trigo. Everybody I've talked to so far, it's, you know, maybe they have a full band, maybe they're they're backed by, you know, regular players. Um, but everybody is like, everybody I've talked to so far is generally in control of everything on their own. They're the sole principal singer, songwriter. Mm-hmm. So you guys are the first like real collaborative duo that I've talked to. What is your process in general, and how was it for this song? Well, I'll go back to our first EP. Uh, we did have four people total in the group at that point, and it, we kind of went through some uh, some band member change-ups, and then it just kind of was just the two of us, and pretty much Jake would send me lyrics and chord progressions. And then I would go into the studio and and kind of musically uh, create around that. So you essentially have you'll kind of come up with the bare bones skeleton of a song, chords with a time signature. Oh, even if we're lucky enough to have a time signature, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's really just you know I I uh, I don't think Dan's actually given himself enough credit. You know, every instrument that's being played on both albums is Dan. I'm the lyricist, you know, I write the lyrics and and I'll do just that, you know, bare bone chord structure, but everything that was recorded uh, instrument wise from top to bottom was Dan. Everything was mixed and mastered by Dan and Dan brings a lot of theory into it as well. So uh, he hears a lot of things that I don't hear initially. uh, So he can add a a little creative element to that. Well, this song is, is really good kind of uh, fodder for that then because there really isn't a bridge. There really isn't a chorus. There's kind of like two verses. Right. 
but the song is kind of composed of these six individual sections and what really stuck out to me the first time i heard it is that it keeps changing yeah and it's very different every time it changes you're never really expecting it ever to go where it goes you know it's the type of thing it it keeps you interested the first time you hear it Mm -hmm. Uh, but then every time after that you know what's coming and you're excited about it given that the song has so many parts and no chorus was this one like uniquely collaborative in terms of its structure and what you added to it lyrically and melodically Rome Free was really the first album lyrically where we were he was bouncing ideas back off of me and and Dan and I were were both just kind of kind of in this unique place in life at the same time and and Dan also had you know Megafauna Studios and and he kind of loves having uh this you know like the lion representation so I I a lot of the song I wrote for Dan um, to kind of be his voice for where he was in life. And, and I got to mix in some of my own feelings uh, as well. And, you know, I, I, I wrote those lyrics, you know, top to bottom um, with the intention. I think both of us having the intention that well, we're going to write a chorus, we're going to write a bridge, <laughs> we're going to tag it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I wrote my part and then Dan got to write his part. And so there's a lot of, you know, music in there that's that's build and fall and climax and and you think it's done and then there's a drum solo and and you know like that's that's giving dan the opportunity to uh you know express himself in that song and what he was feeling about you know what the topic we were writing about so the songs you know you know start with me when i start writing these lyrics and writing these lyrics and then i wholeheartedly give them to dan and trust to dan and 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 the you know, 18, 20 songs that we've recorded together, I've maybe suggested two or three adjustments to things, small, minor things. So it, it, we, we, we're we always on the same page. I do not know how. I cannot answer that question. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, I, I, I can't, you know, put, you know, put it into light more clearly how little say I've had in the production because not because I don't have a say, it's because I haven't had a need to change what Dan has done. Yeah, yeah. That's funny because you always hear these stories of like bands just like almost killing each other during the production of uh, you know an album. And right. That almost seems to be a uh, um, a normal thing amongst bands where there's some sort of falling out. There's some sort of yeah. huge creative difference. There, you know, it's just um, Jake and I haven't really had that. You know. No. yet i should knock on wood i guess yeah for sure no and, and that's <laughs> yeah as we're both knocking on wood but right uh, <laughs> but that's also something we're not scared of or a conversation we're not scared to have like sure you know, there are other things in life where dan and i may disagree on and that's okay because we're you know we are different people but we are you know we feel like we're on the same path for a reason um and yeah it, it's it's been Gosh, I don't want to say it's been easy, but it's been really nice, you know, because I know I can hand something over to him and I know it's being taken care of and I know it's not being, you know, abused. And and, and what's great is that other duos and groups write lyrics together, um, but Dan's lyrics is the music, you know, and I think that's, that's why people are drawn to it, you know. I think because I don't sing, 
I, and I'm not really even a lyricist. I mean, there's times where I'll jot things down. Um, but fortunately I don't have to, cause I have Jake and he's so good at that. Um, I, I can still musically write a story and having lyrics as uh, you know, like a guideline is great for that because then I already have this, um, I don't know that, that, that initial part of the recipe. And then I can, uh, you know, throw in my own flavor from there. Um, with Leo though, I would say that from the ground up, that song is like 100% both of us. That that's what it seems like it would have to be, given how how much different it is structurally. Yeah, yeah, because there was never a time where it was like, uh, you know, hey, let's write a song. Because anytime you do that, you go, okay, we have three chor- or you know, three verses, a couple choruses, a bridge, an intro and outro. You know, you like you you, you use a formula for it. Right. With Leo, it was just like, no, that's good enough. You know what I mean? It was like it just yeah. like it it. it it just kind of fit. And so there was never a point where writing it, we were like, ah, we need to, you know, throw another piece in there. You know, we need, yeah. there was never any of that. It was just, uh, this is the song. Sure. I, I mean, the song's kind of about um, updating yourself, right? Kind of, you know, breaking out of the cage or, or whatever you want to call it, uh, metaphorically speaking. So the idea with that song was to kind of start off with sort of that low rumble that you got deep down. And then obviously that builds up into something that turns into action and then you move on and, you know, come out of whatever, whatever stage of life that is that you're in. Right. And so musically it only, it almost made sense to kind of just let the song dynamically progress into an explosion, you know, in terms of using this lion, in a cage. So this lion cage is growing smaller every day. It's the opening line. Is that the first line you came up with? And kind of what about it made you think of Dan or feel kind of like applying it to where he was at in life? Um, and did, I mean, did it have anything to do with the Zodiac or the myth <laughs> or, or, or the myth surrounding the constellation? Well, Jake and I met each other uh, working in a zoo as zookeepers. Did you so, really? Is that true? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> that would be great. Yes, we're going to go with that. Uh, no, Dan is, um, you know, like like I said, you know, like Dan. If you've seen Dan in person, he's this wild mane of a hair, and 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 he and he and he loves you like know Patrick he, Swayze, like a young Patrick Swayze, and uh, in in the megafauna record company the line is head is a logo right you know and so that was just um without saying dan you know i had an opportunity to you know kind of write a play on words there and yeah and and that was the first line it, and i wish you know i had this um here's my abcs to writing lyrics you know you you write a lyric and don't think about it and then three years later it becomes something you know that's right. you know so and, and that's where uh but with this song we were both in a point now where like we spent so much time in the studio and together writing the song was easy um, because I believe we were, we were both single at that point in time in our lives. And, and so every weekend was in the studio and every weekend was together and, and sleeping on the floor in the studio for two or three days um, just to try and make music uh, and try and and express ourselves. And um, that was what I could do for Dan. That's, that's how I could give something to him. 
to let him know that, you know, you, you don't have to be in that place alone. You can break out of that. And, and I was kind of in a similar presence of life as well. Um, it was a sad event in our lives, but it was a perfect event to write this song. Sure. What, was it a specific event? I, I think it was just a, a, a general, um, you know, just season of life. Sure. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was just one specific event, uh, but for whatever reason, uh, I think Jake and I were kind of both in the same uh, situation just overall, where you're at that point and you've kind of been going through the motions. And then, you you know, you start asking those questions like, like what makes me happy? You know, who who am I? All those big, you know, deep down questions that you start asking yourself. So that's kind of what that song is about. You know, if you listen to the lyrics about um, breaking out of maybe those expectations that you've been living under or, or breaking out of that box that's, I don't know, somebody has built around you or maybe you've built around yourself. And then you go, no, you know what? Like, like I, I'm capable of doing more. I'm capable of being more, I'm, you know, and I'm capable of maybe being happy within that. Uh, so... I think we were both in that same point where we were discovering that that idea, you know. Well, man, the the lyrics are it works so well as an isolated like literal story. It's cohe- yeah. it's cohesive. The imagery feels very succinct in terms of, you know, if you were trying to capture the mindset of a lion in a circus who is self-aware, you know, he, he has this kind of, uh, Mm -hmm. what's the word anamorphic. Is that the word I'm looking for? That's the one Uh, I was thinking of. Okay. (laughs) Anamorphs like the book series. (laughs) Is that the word I'm looking for? uh, What, what is it when, when, when animals display like human emotions and tendencies? It's, um, Oh man. I like anamorphic. I'm going to run with that. (laughs) Anamorphic sounds good enough. I, I think everybody will understand what you're saying from that word, at least. Yeah, but I feel like an idiot because I can't um, think of the word. Don't worry. We're the ones giggling, like, at the big word. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I get what you're saying. You painted – yeah. At, <laughs> I, I'm looking this up right now. Are you looking uh, it up? A- anthropomorphic. That's the word. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's what it is. That's so different from anamorphic. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Okay, you do a really good job of like anthropomorphizing. There <laughs> it is. That's the word. Yep. Anthropomorphizing uh, this this character in the song. Like, if a lion in the circus was self-aware and could tell you what he's thinking, this would be it. You know, they 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 called my name from far and wide since I was young. They lined for miles and miles to see what I have done. Uh, but these bars, this cage, th- th- these bars are not my home. Like it's, uh, it works so well as its own literal, cohesive, isolated narrative or story to a song, and yet as a metaphor, it is so open-ended and applicable to so many things. Mm-hmm. And that's that is uh, that's a feat. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's. <laughs> When you look at Leo, you know, I maybe wrote 40 words. And that's where I credit, you know, Dan's musicianship to, to, and creativeness to, to provide. Because not only are you hearing it from a lyrical standpoint, you're hearing it and feeling it 
from an emotional standpoint because of the sounds. Right. You know, when, when I tell people about Rome Free, I want them to listen to Leo first because um, it just connects and it just uh, it shows off both of us, I think, very well and keeps you wanting to hear more, you know, so. Oh, sure. Well, I think, I mean, I know we're not discussing it and people just listening to this who may be unfamiliar with you haven't heard it, but the way the album begins with that real simple, beautiful um, acapella uh, track, Waiting on You. Yeah. And it's barely over a minute long, you know, but the way it goes, rolls from that right into this. It's just a killer. It's a killer opening to a record to have both of these back to back. So it's kind of a cool thing because, you know, Leo was written when we were in that place and we still hadn't finished this album. And then Waiting on You, I ended up writing about my wife, who I'm married married to now so it, you kind of get um you kind of get a, a whole box of emotions there you know so I, we wanted to start the album off like um you know hopeful and then begin that story into you know where we started and you know this is the only song i've written about dan um <laughs> i thought that'd go all funnier but it's not <laughs> one of the one of the cool things about this song is that you know it it paints a big picture of where we were at that time, but it's still applicable to, you know, small events or big events in your life today. Overcoming something once in your life is great, but, but we have to overcome things all the time. And, and I think this can be painted as a reference, you know, to big trials and little trials. Um, and I think that's why people appreciate that song so much. Um, I, I read into the production elements Mm-hmm. A, a lot. It all feels very, very intentional in terms of uh, enhancing the narrative just through sound and not through words. After that, you know, second verse, these bars are not my home and the drums kind of do this this thing and the guitar gets a little grittier just for a few measures. And then, and then it kicks off to that first kind of wandering guitar solo. And that's that kind of almost feels like this lion who who is self aware now and knows that he's been trapped, like he's now he's wandering. It's almost like he has broken free at this point or is is planning to, uh, kind of planning his escape. I guess exploring his options. How, I mean, how much of how much of this is like what you were going through? Did that make any sense? See that that yeah that no that made perfect sense. And I get what you're saying. It was kind of like coming to this realization of maybe how the character feels and then that's where the action starts to come into play you know like the the actual actions of maybe this character this fictional character so now it's like okay i feel this way i'm gonna act upon it so then you do have that song uh, that's a little more of a i don't know it creates that soundscape of you're just kind of going on a journey at this point, you know, not too right. sure where it's going. You know, it's just like taking the first steps a little bit. And I, I, I picture almost the guy who's like kind of walking down a dirt road and he's, he's free now and he can do anything, but he's not sure what he's going to do or where he's going to go. And, and how cool is that? Uh, that's the first time I've ever been told anything like that about this music. And I really appreciate that. Because it, it's kind of helped me realize a couple of things. Um, music is so good 
for saying what you don't know how to say, right? Right. So a- any of those songs that were written and recorded at that point was just like a, it was like a, a you know, an, an unspoken voice coming from, you know, the both of us in a way. And so the idea that they would tell that story, it wasn't even really premeditated. It's just, it's a journal entry, you know, it's yeah. just, that's where we were then. And, and those songs came out of that. You know, when you're like watching a movie or something, and obviously the music plays a huge role in the emotion you feel in the scene, right? Sure. I always like when an album does the same thing for my favorite bands. Like I, like I've got songs that like I cry when I listen to them sometimes because yeah. there's just there's that thing that just like grabs you in the gut, and I'm always trying to figure out like how like how do I do that? You know, I yeah. I want to be able to do that, and it's not even so much that the guitar solo is killer or they got all the right, you know, organ parts or or synthesizer parts or the vocals hit that right note. It's the connection, right? So it's like those songs that make you go, Oh, I've been there. I know what he's talking about. Um, Or, you know, in, in, in having a song where even if maybe the writer or the singer or the performer, they're not talking exactly about something that you relate to they're saying it in a way that like it, it relates to everybody. And that's kind of the point of music to me is to, you know, not so much talk about yourself, but just relate uh, life back to everyone else. Almost, yeah. You know? Right. And, and I think, I think that's what really resonates uh, with me about your music is that it's not just escapism. You got songs in a variety of genres and they're telling different stories, but each of those stories has relatable elements to it and and themes to to think about and sit with and see how they apply to your own life. And man, I, I've I've definitely definitely been in that place where I felt like I was trapped in a cage and could not could not get out. And you know, acknowledging that where you are right now, that these bars are not your home, that's one thing. But to not know what comes after that, like even if I could get out of these bars, where where would I go? Like feeling like the whole concept of home I, for an extended period of my life, like I, I kind of felt like I don't I don't feel like I have one, you know. And that in and of itself, even when you are free to wander anywhere, that feeling of you just you don't feel like you have a home, like that in and of itself feels kind of like a cage, right? Yeah. And I think maybe that's um, that is the overall uh, point of the song Leo is is realizing that oh I decide that you know I decide what my yeah. home is um, I make that happen through through choice and through action and through living you know the, to my potential and at the beginning of the song it's almost like you've been living in somebody else's idea of, of home or, or, or what life should be. Um, and for whatever reason, it's maybe not, uh, fulfilling. And, and then kind of by the end of the song, the idea is that you come to terms with that idea that it was nobody else's fault to begin with. You know, you were just kind of selling yourself short. And so you, at some point get to, you know, 
within yourself this point where you decide, oh, you know, I, I make me happy, you know, and, and everything external is just that. Yeah. It's knowing who's in control, you know? Yeah. Right. Because if you think about it, you're in that cage because you surrendered control in some shape or form, you know? So if you want out of it, take control, you know? And, and, and I think when we wrote that song, we focused more, I think the reason there's an ending the way that it ends without lyrics is because we didn't know how to say it. Um, so that drum, like that drum solo is just like, let's just get out. Okay. I, yeah. I, if I, if I could interject here, um, this is what it, I obviously didn't think this the first time that I heard the song, but you know, upon listening to it more and taking it in tandem, uh, with what the song is about, which is that a lion who wants to break free from his cage, and then the fact that that song appears on an album called Rome Free. Um, once you get to what I guess would be the bridge part, where you're just kind of screaming like, yeah. you know, ringleader, call my name. It's hard It's hard to make out what you're, what you're saying a little bit, which I think is cool sometimes. You know, sometimes people don't articulate, I guess it's a stylistic thing. Um but in this case it's like there's so much going on and you are and you are belting it out and and the listener has to really work to kind of like make out what you're saying which i appreciate yeah and uh, it 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 requires like a, a higher level of engagement um but you know you yell out ringleader call my name your ring of fire i'll betray beckon me to the stage burn down your lion cage and then there's that it, it it just kind of breaks it breaks and and that could be to me like musically like broke down the cage and everybody's just like standing in disbelief and the lion kind of looks at this at this ringleader like this is not my home this is not my home and then musically this part of the song is like the title of the album yeah rome free and then for the first yeah, time man. for the first time this this beast gets to be a beast and just like yeah just, that's what it feels like man when those drums kick in it's awesome yeah <laughs> no that's well, I, 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 go ahead thank yeah. you for that I, I i don't know that we could have ever said that better ourselves that yeah i, I, I appreciate I, that description <laughs> no, i i uh i have goosebumps no that's it's <laughs> it's such a it's such a such a cool thing to hear someone say that um because I don't even think we're aware of what it entirely means, you know, until we hear what other people think sometimes. And, sure. And, and the way that you can kind of paint that picture for us is like, because you write the song and you play it, you know, a thousand times. And, and, and that part where I am kind of screaming, uh, I guess it's kind of funny because when we play it live, I have to do it a whole step down so I can actually hit those notes in front of people. But you know, it's it's like there's it's just a bottled up. It's so much emotion, and so and so because you're so emotional about it, sometimes you aren't as clear as to what kind of story you're painting. And so to hear you you say that, I think I can speak for Dan as well. Is 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 we are thankful for that. That is such a huge and beautiful picture. Oh know. my God! Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. 
You you painted it. I, that's just kind of what I see. <laughs> but that's not all from the first listen. You know, that's from like that's that's from I don't know how many times I've listened to it. Right. Yeah. How many takes did the drum bit take you? And like like how meticulously did you work on that? That drum bit. Um. Well, let me think here, because uh, recording that song. You know, it's all acoustic instruments for the most part. And then there's a little bit of an organ in there. Um, I've, I always, I, I don't know, I've always been drawn to the rhythmic sections of songs. Um, specifically, you know, drums and bass for the most part. And doing what we do in the studio always kind of seems like the opportune time to go what kind of drums can we pull off? You know, cause we don't always do that live. Sometimes it's just Jake and I just playing the songs with a couple acoustic guitars or like a guitar and a mandolin and vocals. Um, but in the studio, it allows for all of that stuff. So that drum part, again, it was like the, the initial idea was how, how do I convey the, uh, just like the emotional uh, story that's being told in the song and kind of like you were saying a minute ago about how you get to this point where uh you know the the lion cage has quote unquote been burned down and he's kind of standing there and he's like oh free to be a beast now yeah so it's like the the initial idea was you know what what would portray you know that sort of imagery um but in a musical sense of course, drums. You know, there's like the didgeridoo. The the only <laughs> we need ten thousand didgeridoos. <laughs> Bring in the didgeridoos. <laughs> um, and uh, so that was a pretty quick decision. There wasn't a whole lot of forethought that went into that. It was just like, oh man, let's go crazy on the drums. As far as tracking them, that was a blast. Uh, this was out at my house. Uh, I was living out in a, just a big old farmhouse at the time, and I put microphones all over the place in there and tracked those drums. And so, and so you're hearing like I don't know, there was like uh, like 18 microphones throughout that, you know, close oh, man. So you get that punch. But then I went through and and mic the whole house up, like upstairs and everything, and then like the boxer five... when they did the snare, yeah. The snare in the elevator shaft, like on the original recording of the boxer by uh, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, I believe that 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 la da da that big old snare. Uh, apparently, they mic'd an elevator shaft for that. Oh, really? So, like having <laughs> that that yeah, those kind of tidbits of information. I always like those stories that you hear about the recording process, and so it's kind of fun, you know, working on our own music and going, you know, how do we and how do we get a sound? You know, it's not even like, you know, let's record the song. It's like, how do we just make this sound like something big or, or whatever you want? So, so recording that, I did maybe five or six takes on it. And it was meant to sound big and wild and, you know, free.
This lion cage is growing smaller every day And I'm called for so much more than tricks on a stage My tired bones, they are filled with a quiet rage These bars are my home They've called my name from far and wide since I was young They lined for miles and miles to see what I have done I soon betrayed the moon for the rising sun These bars are not my home They're not my
If you enjoyed my conversation with Jake and Dan from Year of the Buffalo, then please check out more of their music. It's on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Bandcamp, all those sites, and I've included links in the show notes on songandstorypodcast.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please spread the word. You can find me, Kevin Heider, as well as Song and Story Podcast on social media. And finally, I'd like to invite you to consider supporting this podcast on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash songandstory. Various rewards and bonus content are offered based on various levels of patronage. Take a look at what we've got to offer and consider becoming a part of this podcast in that way. Thank you so much for listening. Because you still are, here's a little bonus clip. Enjoy. You know, our first album was very, you know, guitar, mandolin, folk. And and then Rome Free, we transitioned into more electric, and these new projects we're working on, they're even more like Americana and, you know, uh, electric country in some fashion. Um, mm-hmm. And not just because I think we can, but but I love being able to show off, you know, the skill set that Dan has. The reason that we have uh, a couple guys, you know, we have an, another auxiliary guitar. Auxiliary guitar, that's great. Um, <laughs> and... and <laughs> And, and we have a guy playing drums and a guy playing bass with us who, who in their own right are just individually exceptional musicians, but, um, and so forth. So that's, um, I do not remember the original question, question at all. And I don't even think I answered it, but yeah, I don't think it was a question. I just made two very long winded observations about Springsteen. And this is where it got us, Kevin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Look at where we are now. It happens every time. And then at the end, I'm like, this is going to take me so long to edit. But it'll be worth it because it, will. it is. It's, it's, it's good content. And I smile the whole time. So good. good. I'm glad yeah. someone's smiling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So if you guys, if you could give me like the best couple, email me the best couple kind of high res photos that you have. Of- yeah yourselves okay. we mm. we have one with a cat that we would really love to send your way it's it's our it's probably our our it's on the it's inner cover of the album it is it <laughs> no yeah. it's not look on room free open is. up room free um, is it really yeah. yeah do you have a hard copy of that i do it's in well it's in my okay. other car okay yeah. i want i did not drive over here okay. yeah wait yeah. till you get um, home buddy open that baby up <laughs> i've looked at it, it. i didn't no, have to look again. We were taking a photo, and a cat ran to us from the field, and we just picked it up and took a picture with it. And, a stray cat, and then that cat a lived with Dan cat. for the next like four and years. Then, yeah, he adopted me. Was it Leo? Was it Leo? No, well, we the, named him. We Darryl. named him Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was he was a great cat. Um, fascinating. He just it just appeared one day. So he and we were doing that photo shoot. And we got all the pictures back, you know, like a hundred of them or whatever. And that, <laughs> not even because the cat was in it, that was just the best <laughs> that yeah, we got hilarious. out of the whole collection where you looked at it and it was like, we were both happy with kind of the way we looked in it, you yeah. know? And it was just, that one worked and it also I, had a, a cat. <laughs> it's great, you know? Fun, funny story Dan was actually in a band with my sister in law. 
yeah. uh, before before you're oh, the really? Buffalo yeah. place. And yeah. we recorded we've recorded all about all of our albums in uh, Dan's dad's studio. Yeah, that's and, where yeah. all of that goes down is in my dad's studio. Yeah, that's except awesome. for uh, uh, some of the stuff on Room Free, I recorded at home. But other than that, um, somehow whether mm-hmm. it's post production or uh, the mixing stage or the mastering, it all goes to uh, my dad, Mike Seavers. Uh, it all goes through his studio. Absolutely. Uh, at some point before the end of it. Who Who is a production warlord in his own right? <laughs> he is. <laughs> he, he's the George Martin of the Midwest. Oh, that's impressive. He's, he's amazing. Yeah. He's the Bruce Springsteen of Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> Uh, I'll believe it when I mean it. <laughs> so, no, it, it's it's nice to kind of, you know, we you know we get to talk for an hour and a half, but you know, we're lucky enough to write these songs because we have the support from the people in our lives, yeah. and but that's most important, you know. So not only Dan and I supporting each other, but then you know, family and friends, and and most importantly, you know our specific loved ones who we get to come home to every day who know we have a passion and who know we need a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 